Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. I said it's good to be back with you again after a number of weeks, and the reason I was away the last two weekends was a youth retreat that I attended, I was a part of, so it ran Sunday to Sunday, so I missed you for two weeks. I just wanted to share one experience that I'd had on this retreat. One of the nights as part of our night session to, to kind of go along with the preaching and the response that people were invited to make, we had um, what we call a drama, a little kind of play acting thing to kind of demonstrate what somebody was doing in response to Jesus coming into their life. And this drama was about uh, a young woman who was opening the door of her heart to Jesus. So there was the young lady and there were these other influences coming into her life and there was the Jesus figure. Um, and there were different members of our team were playing the different characters in the drama, but I was called on to play the most illustrious role of the door. <laughs> so there was, there was no door in the middle of our stage and it was a pretty key part of the drama. So I had to stand in the middle of the stage holding, it was just the trestle table, and opening the door whenever anybody went past and closing it again and opening the door and closing it again. Now, I, I enjoyed playing the role and um, that was all right, but you can understand that I, I could have gotten jealous of those who had nicer roles or more important roles to play. You know, there were the, the other characters that got to come in and interact with one another. They even had lines to say. Um, I was just standing there silently. Uh, I could have been jealous of the, the main character who got to kind of, you know, really engage with the script. Or, you know, we all want to be the Jesus character, don't we? Um, but this is, like, uh, the, the drama wouldn't have actually made much sense, though, if everybody played the Jesus character. Or there wouldn't have been much of a drama if everybody was the main character. It would have just been a bunch of people being their own people on the stage. It also wouldn't have been much of a drama if everybody played the door. You would have just had a bunch of doors swaying in the breeze, but no story. And this is very much what Paul is saying to us in this reading that we've had from 1 Corinthians, that we've each got our role to play. And in fact, the, the diversity of the church, the diversity of each one of us and who God's made us to be, and who God has called us to be in the church and for the church is a beautiful gift. That, yeah, we can be jealous that this person seems to have a, a better contribution to make, or they're in a more significant role, or, you know, they're higher than me in some other respect. Well, really, the church wouldn't be what it was unless you were a part of it, and unless you were playing your role that, that you are uniquely designed to play. So the diversity... Of, of us, the body of Christ, the church, um, God has made it so that we all have, we're all different, we've all got different parts to play, and that's the beauty that God wants us to, to share, to be. But Paul goes a little bit further than this, not only that we all um, deserve that dignity and have a unique role to play, but he says, what is more, it is precisely the parts of the body that seem to be the weakest, which are the indispensable ones. It is the least honourable parts that we clothe with the greatest care. So it's those that seem to be most insignificant, those that seem to have the lowest roles, the most meaningless roles or the least contribution to make, that actually deserve the greatest attention. And this is a vision of church that Paul's putting before us, that this is what he wants us to be, that our care and attention 
goes most to honouring those who seem to be without honour, giving care to those who seem to be most in need, raising up those who are in the lowest place, which is very counterintuitive from, we all, we all want to bring ourselves to the highest place, but this is kind of the way Paul wants to put, us, put it before us, that our care and attention goes to those weakest, those poorest amongst us, and that can be, you know, whether it's the skills that we, we feel we have to bring, or whether we're feeling hurt or unloved or poor or lonely, whatever way it is, but the, the church is to be kind of focused towards those least members amongst us. And Jesus, in our gospel today, is also saying something very much along the same line. So this scene that we have where he steps into the synagogue in Nazareth is right at the beginning of his ministry. So it's kind of, it's a, it's a summary, it's a bit of a, a manifesto of this is what all of Jesus' ministry is about. This is what he's coming for, this is his mission, this is his purpose. And he says, the Spirit of the Lord has been given to me, for he has anointed me. And he has sent me to bring good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to captives, to the blind new sight, to set the downtrodden free. And I think we all, we all know that, yeah, of course, Jesus comes to bring us good news. He comes to bring new life. He comes to bring freedom. But what's important to note here is who this is for. Who is Jesus coming to bring these good things to? He names four different kinds of people. He says, good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to captives, new sight to the blind, and to set the downtrodden free. Jesus' whole mission is addressed towards the poor, the captive, the blind, the downtrodden, those that are the least and weakest and most in need amongst us. That's who Jesus has come for. That's who he wants to bring grace for. That, that's, he wants to bring freedom that those that are, to those that are feeling most bound up. He wants to bring new life to those that are feeling most dead. He wants to bring good news to those who don't have a reason to hope. So where Paul's telling us that, that our attention and our care ought to be in our midst for those who are lowest and weakest, those who seem the least significant, Jesus also is saying that his mission is about bringing life and good news and freedom to those weakest, poorest members amongst us. As two challenges that I think this brings for us. First of all, is a challenge it brings us as a church. That like, if this is Jesus' mission, we are, we're here and we exist to share in Jesus' mission. So in what way are we giving our attention to and looking out for those that are weakest and smallest and most insignificant or most in need in our midst? How are we as a parish turning our attention and our efforts towards those that are most in need, seeking out those who are lonely, unloved, hurt, those who are needy. Because that's what it means to share in Jesus' mission, as he's called the church to do. And we can hear this challenge as well, personally. We're each called to be Jesus' hands and feet, to, to take up his mission, not only in the church, when we come here on a Sunday, but in our lives. How are we searching out, looking for those in our circles, those in our lives that are most needy, that are most poor, that are most weak and in need of some good news? How are we trying to share the good news and the life that Jesus wants to bring 
how we try to share that with them. The other challenge that this brings to us, I think, is to think about our, our own station ourselves. Where do we see ourselves in this kind of, are we the, the high ones or are we the lowly, weak, poor ones? Because if, if Jesus' mission is for the poor and the weak and the lonely, then are, are we, do we identify ourselves as being weak, as being in need, as being captive and in need of setting free? Because to be honest, if, if we don't, then there's no reason for us to be here. We can just go home. If we're not weak or poor or needy or insignificant, we don't need Jesus. We can just go on about our business and there's no reason to come here and worship. But no, the truth is that every single one of us is needy. Every single one of us is bound up, captive in different ways, downtrodden by different challenges and sufferings in our life, and we're in need of that freedom and that new life that Jesus wants to bring us. But the big challenge with this comes in that it's uncomfortable to sit with our weakness, to acknowledge our littleness, our, our kind of neediness. It's uncomfortable to be aware of that, and so it's easy to, to kind of race back to feeling good about ourselves. Perhaps that means that when, when something comes up, we notice that, oh, I failed in this area, or I'm really struggling in this area, that we just try and fix it as quickly as possible and go back to feeling okay. Or perhaps there's, there's something that, that kind of sits with us that's reminding us of our weakness, of our um, lowliness. But we, we try and present a nice facade on the outside that just says to the world, I'm going okay. I've got it all together, you know? Things are going well. That's much more comfortable than, than that, that truth of, no, I'm actually, I'm struggling a bit. I'm in need. I'm downtrodden and poor. And this is something I find very difficult myself to be able to acknowledge, not just run away from those feelings that, yeah, I'm, I'm weak, I'm struggling in this area, or I failed in this area. But Jesus wants us to recognize that truth, acknowledge that truth of our state, so that he can bring us that good news and that freedom and that life that he wants to bring. And while I find it difficult, I've just got a few suggestions of things we can do to foster this, this humble awareness of our real poverty, our real weakness, and our need for the Lord. And the first one, which really um, connects with Paul's image of how to be church, is to serve one another. It's, it's a necessarily humbling thing to put ourselves at the service of somebody else's need. And even if that begins from a point of, you know, you're poor and in need, and I'm in a position of strength, and therefore I can offer you some help. If we are truly, honestly trying to love one another and serve them, we very quickly realize our, our solidarity, that we're all broken and needy. Perhaps I'm not in that needy state at the moment, but I know I have been before, or, or I know I could be tomorrow. When we truly love one another like that, we, we discover that, yeah, we're all poor and broken and needy, and we all need that liberty that Jesus wants to bring us, that new life. Another way is by being able to share with our brothers and sisters. You know, I say that we, we try and present that front of it's all going okay, 
but it's a powerful thing to have relationships where we're able to be honest with one another and say, yeah, I've failed this week. Or yeah, I'm really, really struggling and I don't know the way forward in this area. To be honest and to have friends, brothers and sisters that can listen to us and accept us in our neediness, accept us in our poverty. That's a real help to being able to accept that ourselves. And another beautiful gift that God gives us to recognize and step into this truth of our neediness is the sacrament of reconciliation. Because we do all fail, we all sin, we all fall again and again and again. But Jesus gives us his opportunity to come before him in honesty and say, I'm a sinner in need of your mercy. And in that place, he's always willing to offer us forgiveness, to meet us in the, the discomfort of the honesty of that. He's always willing to bring us his love and the new life that comes through that sacrament. Because if Jesus' mission is really to bring new life to those who are dead, to, to bring his grace to the poor and the captive and the blind, the needy and the weak, then it's only really when we enter in and discover the truth of our state that we are weak and poor and needy. It's only when we acknowledge that that we can then discover the beauty of this freedom, this new life, this this good news that Jesus wants to bring us. And then the more we can discover that, the more we discover the beauty of that good news, that beauty of that new life, the more we can share with one another and share with those who are weak and poor in our midst. We can recognize them and share generously with them this good news and this life that we found in Jesus. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.